Happy New Year, guys. It's your girl, Brittany, and welcome back to another episode of the Funny, Helpful, and Relatable podcast. So today is February 15th, 2023, the day after my absolute favorite holiday, which is National Organ Donor Day. (laughs) And in honor of National Organ Donor Day, we are going to be talking about all things related to death, dying, and what happens after you die. So we're probably going to get into like what happens after you die, like where your soul goes. Do we even have a soul? You know, do we just turn back into energy and that just recycles itself and we naturally in a non-religious or spiritual way just become a part of the earth again? Do we actually reincarnate like our souls? Do we go to heaven? Do we go to hell? Do we go to purgatory? Do those things even exist? Like what actually happens? Do some spirits stick around on earth and why? Knowing me, we probably will get into those topics. So if that's what you were looking forward to, like stick around. But also before we get into that, We're really going to get into the nitty gritty of what literally happens like after, like right after, right after you die. Like we're going to talk about cremation versus burial. We're going to talk about, you know, open casket, closed casket. We're going to talk about family fights, life insurance fraud, all of the really super fun stuff that happens when a loved one dies. So I really hope you guys are excited because I am. I was going to Google, you know, different facts related to death, Um, you know, like the process of rigor mortis and like, you know, how long it really takes a body to start smelling depending on the conditions and like all of the different options and ways that people die and, um, you know, stuff like that. But then I just realized that like, uh, I don't want to be on like the FBI's fucking most wanted list so I'm actually gonna I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna let you guys do your own research if you need to and we're just gonna do what I love to do best here and that is to just kind of guesstimate pull information out of our asses and throw it out there and hope that it lands and hope that it's right in some kind of way so just know I'm not an expert on any of these topics that we're gonna talk about or honestly any topic uh but I sound confident when I say things and that's really all that matters so let's get into it guys uh so the thing that sort of brought me to this discussion today me and my family uh we're just in a group chat about uh getting life insurance for my grandma so yeah um yeah and well actually a couple years ago I had actually brought up the fact that like hey guys you know grandma's not getting any younger her health isn't like that great. Like her mother, my great grandma, she lived to be 96, right? But this old lady did not have like hardly any health problems. Uh, she ended up dying of like heart failure, essentially, I think. But once again, she was 96 years old. For the most part, she was in pretty good health, to my knowledge, uh, up into, you know, her late 90s. My my grandma, however, has not been in the best, best health for a while. And, she, you know, she's 80 um, and I certainly don't want to think about these things. Uh, I love my grandma. She's basically the person that raised me. My parents did too, to an extent, but in all reality, 
I contribute most of what I've learned and everything throughout my childhood from my grandma. Um, I grew up in the same house as her, you know, with her and we're very close. And so obviously that on top of other responsibilities I'm going to have when she does die, not to make this about me, but uh, for multiple reasons, I am not looking forward to that day. Okay. But the reality is people die, right? So I, you know, a couple of years ago, I messaged, I started a group chat with my mom and my aunts and, uh, you know, basically like, hey guys, do you know if we have like a grave site, like a plot for her? Do you know if that, like, if that has been taken care of? And like, do you know, do we have a, um, do we have a casket, a coffin? Do we have any of that stuff? And like, nobody knew anything. They literally, they were like, oh, well, I think grandma, uh, had bought one a while ago and blah, blah, blah. But I don't really know, you know, and I called the cemetery and find out that like, I think we have a plot, but there's nothing else. There's which everything else is super expensive. Like there wasn't like a liner, there was no, you know, coffin, nothing, none of funeral expenses, none of that was paid. And I think they said we had a plot. So I'm like, uh, well, that's super expensive. So, you know, I was trying to reach out and see what everybody wanted to do. And really, none of them came up with much of anything. They didn't really tell me much of anything of how they were going to help in any way, shape or form. Mind you, I'm the granddaughter. Uh, I am one of the older granddaughters, but I'm not certainly not in the oldest group. Uh, but really, nobody else was doing anything about it. So I was like, all right, well, let me fucking figure out what we're going to do. And it's like, I get it. Nobody wants to discuss these things. But like, somebody's got to discuss it because the worst thing ever and we learned this when my cousin died uh, a few years ago uh 2018 I think um when he died suddenly and nobody knew what they were going to do how they were going to pay for everything and that happens a lot it happens a lot especially when it's unexpected but the thing is with my grandma like I said she's 80 years old her health isn't great hasn't been great for a while this is something that should have been taken care of a long time ago and I you know I've talked to my grandma about hey have you gotten life insurance? Hey, do you have a will? Like I've asked her things like this and I know it's an uncomfortable conversation for anybody and especially the person that's like knows they're going to die <laughs> in like five to 10 years possibly. Listen guys, I know this is super morbid and you're probably like, how are you talking about this? So like with so much ease in your voice, because here's the thing guys, here's the thing, <laughs> here's the thing. So it's not easy for me to talk about, but when in times of crisis, <laughs> in in times of emergency or just when things, when shit just has to be taken care of, I switch into this mode of I kind of just, I kind of just go frozen, kind of go blank. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Soul Food from back in the day, it's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Uh, but I kind of... I feel like I relate a lot to the oldest daughter in that movie played by Vanessa Williams. Um, I do in a, in a sense. And I'm not sitting here trying to make myself out to be a martyr or like whatever. Um, but I relate to Vanessa Williams character in that movie in the sense of like everybody always looked at her like, oh, you're snobby and you think you can just run things because you make more than us or you're always trying to control things. And it's like, okay, maybe to an extent she had a little bit of that attitude to her. But at the same time, the reason that she acted the way she acted and she seemed so cold hearted about everything is because she knew she had to be the one that took care of things because nobody else was stepping up to the plate. Now, were other people capable of doing it? And did she know that other people were capable? Yeah, she thought she probably knew. Yeah, at least a couple of these guys could help out. 
but she knew that nobody was and nobody was going to because whether or not they wanted to admit it, they always relied on her and they knew that she would get it taken care of. Okay. So that is how I relate to that character because I kind of feel the same way. It goes that same way with everybody in my family and whoever else. And not to make this all about me, but if you're wondering why I can talk to talk about this type of thing with so much ease and seem kind of cold about it, it's because I have this switch in me that I feel like I have to turn on when it comes to stuff like this. And I'm not going to get too much into my personal business and things that I'm going to have to be responsible for. But let's just say, you know, shit's got to get taken care of. Somebody's got to do it. And when nobody else is stepping up and doing anything, because at that point they weren't, you kind of just, somebody's got to step in and do it. And you have to put your emotions to the side. Like when my cousin died, uh, he died a few years ago and his youngest sibling, um, you know, bless her heart. She, he was her world. He was her world. And so that girl was definitely broken. Uh, but somehow she managed to turn off her emotions long enough to take care of everything else because her parents were so broken. Her, her second oldest, uh, brother was broken and even, you know, her being the baby of the family, she found a way, found it in herself to just turn off her emotions so that she could do what she had to do to take care of his, you know, his memorial service and all these other things. And she figured out a way to do it and to take care of her parents and her other brother, all while not allowing herself to break down. And by the way, Ashley, I'm only mentioning your name so that you know who you are and you know that I'm talking about you. Uh, I commend you so much for what you did. Just wanted to give a little shout out. She's probably not going to ever hear this. But anyways, the point being, um, sometimes you just got to turn your emotions off and you just got to get shit done. And unfortunately, you know, in these types of situations, a lot people don't ever think about these things until the last minute because they don't want to think about it. You know, nobody wants to think about their mom dying. Nobody wants to think about their grandma dying. Nobody wants to think about themselves dying, you know, but the reality is that it is going to happen, you know, and you kind of have to, you you got to just, you got to just swallow that pill, you know, and you got to plan for it because in the end, you don't want your loved ones fighting about what's going to happen to your body. You don't want your loved ones to fight about whether they should resuscitate you or not. You know, um, these things need to be planned out. And that's why I told my family in the group chat earlier that they can honestly just throw my body in the river or, you know, sell it on the black market, whatever is going to like be the cheapest, or maybe they can even profit on it. I'm down for it. And I told them that and they weren't super receptive to it, which seems really ungrateful in my opinion, because I'm giving y'all a way out. Like you can toss me in the dumpster that's probably not legal so they probably shouldn't do that but like what I'm legit don't give two fucks about what happens to my body after I die because I'm dead like I'm an organ donor anyways hence why my favorite holiday is February 14th and if you're not an organ donor like fuck you dude like what are you gonna do with your body after you die what what's what do you what are your plans okay like fucking donate your organs and yes I am calling you out yes I am judging you if you feel judged right now you should because why the fuck can you not donate your organs to somebody that's going to need them? You're going to be, you're dead, bud. You're dead. You don't need to smell things anymore, okay? You don't. So donate your fucking nose or whatever 
to science or to the medical community. That's all I'm saying. So go register, uh, please. Thank you. Anyway, like I was saying, I don't give two fucks what happens to my body. I, they can literally put my body in a cannon and shoot it if they want to. Uh, I don't fucking care. The only thing I would prefer didn't happen is one, some weird psycho like, uh, having his way with my body or like somebody like putting my body up in like a wax museum. I'm not really down with either of those options. I just don't want to be like extorted in that way. But I don't, extorted was definitely not the right word, but (laughs) you guys know what the fuck I'm saying. So yeah, those are really the two options that I would prefer to not happen. And maybe I'll write that in my will, (laughs) but but beyond that, like legit, I do not care. Now, if I had a choice, which I guess I do, as long as someone's willing to do it is, okay, two options. Okay. And I've discussed these with my mom and she was not very receptive or happy about what I said. And uh, I don't understand why that is. But anyways, my two options. One, have a Viking style funeral. So that is where they, you know, wrap your body in beautiful cloths and, you know, flowers and all that. Back in the day, they used to like also have slaves sacrifice themselves, quote unquote, sacrifice themselves, aka they had no choice in the matter. Um, kind of like the Egyptians did, like they would have some slaves be sacrificed as well. I don't know if everybody did that. Okay, really, I just got that off that TV show. So I don't even know if that's really what happened. But anyway, Viking funerals, they wrap you up in like beautiful cloths and stuff. Uh, you know, flowers, all that put you on a wooden ship, push you out into the ocean. And then a few people shoot flaming arrows into the ship. It explodes. Say la vie or whatever. Like, to me, that seems dope as fuck, but I'm 100% sure that it's illegal for some dumb reason, because I feel like personally, if you have it in writing, it's all in legal doc, there's legal documents stating that the person who died, you know, criminal investigations aside, the person who is dead has in writing that that is what they want. So there's no like weird shadiness happening. And then also, if they're concerned about, like, what's going into the ocean, if that's the issue, okay, it's fucking wood, first of all, super environmentally friendly, and then it's my body, which is probably going to benefit the ocean. I'm going to be feeding the fish that I, I mean, listen, I have taken so much from the ocean, I can give my body back to it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if anything, it's going to benefit the ocean, like, out of all the things that are dumped into the ocean every fucking year, I think my body is probably the best thing that could be dumped <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> but I'm being for real. So like, I really don't understand why it's illegal. I feel like there's a way that we could make it legal. And I'm going to actually write a petition for that. If you would like to join, I'll let you guys know. But that's option number one. Option number two, which is probably the most realistic one, is I would like to be cremated I don't care what I'm put in because I don't want anybody fucking keeping my ashes. That's fucking creepy. I would like someone to take me and scatter my ashes in the ocean. Uh, Preferably the Pacific Ocean, but the Atlantic is fine. Um, Any ocean, just the ocean. Don't put me in a fucking lake. I don't want to be in a fucking lake. Don't put me in a fucking river. Unless you're just going to toss my body in the river. If that's the best case scenario, that's fine. It's whatever. As long as the fish get to eat me. But I would prefer to be in an ocean. So 
toss my ashes into the ocean. That's all you got to do. There doesn't have to be a ceremony. None of that shit. Like, I don't, I don't want none of that shit. Honestly, if you can put me on a bonfire without getting arrested, you can throw my body on. That way it's completely free. The only thing you really got to pay for is to travel to the ocean and put my bot, put my ashes out there. And I feel like that's a really solid plan. So I am going to be writing a will at some point because who knows when I die. I might be 99. I, I might be younger than that. You know, it happens. So that's going to, if I don't get around to writing a legal will, this will stand as my, my will, uh, my living will. Those are the two options that I want done with my body. But also, you know, I don't necessarily mind being donated to science. Um, I don't really want to be, you know what? Yeah, y'all can donate me to the military too. Like I said, if they want to just fucking blow my body up, that's fine too. Like it's whatever. Or you can donate me to science, you know, you can make me a tree, whatever, you know, whatever, dude. I'm honestly, I'm cool with pretty much anything. Just like whatever's the cheapest, I don't care. Um, and I told my family that cause like everybody's like, Oh, what are we going to do? And it's like, I just, I just want things to be easy. You know, I'm going to be dead anyway, so I don't have to worry about it. You know, so it is what it is. Um, and I want you guys to like interact with me on my story on Instagram. I'm probably going to post a couple of questions on there. And if you don't follow me, it's the goofy, witch bib B I H H, uh, on Instagram. I think it's the only account with that name. So yeah, uh, but I'm going to post some questions about this podcast to follow, kind of follow up. And I would love to have a discussion maybe on the next episode that I whenever I get around to it. So probably at least a few months from now, I will post, you know, some conversations that I have. But I need you guys to participate. I've had a couple of people reach out to me and say that they actually enjoy the podcast, which don't understand why, because it's literally just me talking bullshit into my phone. But you know what? Honestly, I get it because I watch and listen to a lot of fucking weird shit. Like I, I watch ASMR videos. I even watch mukbang videos sometimes. That is legit one of the most embarrassing things I've ever admitted publicly. But here it is. It's out. Um, I, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, and I also sometimes I just enjoy listening to podcasts where somebody is doing like a stream of consciousness and they're just bullshitting. Like some of those are like my favorites. So if you're good at it. I don't personally think I'm good at it, but there have been people giving me positive feedback. So, and the thing about my podcast is it is a uh, super low budget as in the only thing I'm paying for is my phone currently. Uh, and you know, the goal is if I can ever be consistent, I've said this before, eventually I would want to put out more episodes on a regular basis, you know, get a little bit more professional, actually edit stuff. Cause I'm not doing that currently. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> so this is literally, you're getting what you're getting. Um, but I would like, you know, if I ever get around to being consistent with it, I would like to get a little bit more professional and, you know, eventually have guests or whatever. We'll see what happens. But, um, so far I'm managing to get up about one episode per three to 12 months. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I would like to, at the very least, I think what I'm going to start doing is on Instagram posting like questions either for like topic ideas or, you know, maybe if I have a certain topic like this one, I will put questions out there 
just, you know, asking the audience and uh, to see, see your guys thoughts on certain things. And I'll just, I'll discuss that on, um, on my podcast. I think that'd be super fun, actually. Instead of like right now, obviously, I'm probably not going to have a guest, maybe here and there, I'll have a friend or two come over and we'll just record together. But eventually, there's definitely people on my Instagram page that I would love to interview uh, about certain topics. Um, But anyways, until that happens, uh, maybe I will do just start doing that. I'll start just putting stuff on my uh, Instagram story and having you guys interact with me. Um, but obviously, I can't, you know, I can't do that if you guys don't interact. So if you could please participate, obviously, everything will be absolutely anonymous unless you, you know, want to put your name out there. Um, I promise you that it will be all anonymous, except for obviously, I will know who sent it, but that's fine. No judgment here. But yeah, anyways, look forward to that. Let's get back to the topic, death and dying. And um, let's move on to the next thing. So I don't even know, honestly, what I babbled about the past 20 minutes. Um, Okay, anyways, so let's move on to the next topic. All right, cremation versus burial. So obviously, there are different reasons that people would want to do this. Some people don't believe in cremation based on their religion. You know, some people believe you have to be buried in the earth. Um, Some people don't care, like myself. As far as like your loved one goes, and this is probably one of the questions I'm going to put on my Instagram as well. Not for yourself, but for your loved ones. What would you prefer? Like, would you rather your loved one be cremated so that way you can like carry their ashes around um and you know they're I mean I don't know people probably have many different reasons for why they would want their loved one cremated um or would you want to have them buried somewhere so that you can like have a place to visit you know as opposed to just having their ashes with you you know maybe having a place specifically to go to and memorialize them um I know that some people would prefer to be cremated because they want their ashes spread. Like my grandma actually just said she finally, because I want her to write a will and I still don't know if she's going to, but um, she told us in the group chat she wants to be um, cremated and then initially put in an urn. I think she said a specific kind and then eventually just throw her ashes out in the air so she can be free. Um, And I love that idea. Uh, Like I said, I want something similar. So um, you know, some people want that. Some people don't like the idea of being buried. And honestly, for me personally, so one of my biggest fears is being buried alive. In general, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like being confined to small spaces. I don't like being restricted. Like I remember one time when I was younger, me and my cousin were fighting and she like pinned me down. Um, and I could not move. She was like bigger than me and she pinned me down and ooh, when that girl got up off me, there was rage in my eyes. My mom and her both said it looked like I was going to kill her. Like, I think my mom had to like hold me back or pull me off or something because yeah, I do not like the feeling of being restricted. So anyways, <laughs> just talking more about myself. Um, I don't like the idea of being buried because I'm honestly terrified of like not actually dying. You know, there's like that, um, I don't remember what it's called, but there's some something that happens where it seems like somebody's dead, but they're actually not. And so like people, there have been stories of people like waking up and um, I can't remember what that's called. Probably should have Googled that. Not gonna. So, but yeah, there is, you can't, it can seem like you're dead and you're actually not like your heart rate is so slow that it you can't catch a pulse and this, that, and the other, whatever. And then there's also like, I think there's a medicine that can make somebody seem like they're dead. 
Or maybe I just saw that on a TV show. I don't know. Regardless, it is a possibility. While it's probably extremely rare, there is a possibility that someone could think that you're dead and then you're not. But I guess the thing with that is like, I guess technically a fear of being buried alive in that sense is probably not realistic nowadays because more often than not, they will like embalm the body and everything before burying them. So, which I don't know, I guess, I guess if you're, if there's not going to be a viewing or anything and they're just going to go straight into the ground, I don't know if they still have to embalm the body or not. Cause my thought process there is like, oh, well, if they do an autopsy and, or, you know, embalm you, then like, they're either going to wake you up by cutting into you or they're just going to end up embalming you and everything. So like, even if you weren't dead, you're going to be dead by the time you get into the ground. So I guess technically that, that at least is a thing. So maybe, cause obviously back in the day, I feel like before all that, you know, before we had evolved that much scientifically, they were probably just putting people in the ground. And so if they thought somebody was dead, they really could be buried alive, which that's why also they used to put um, bells. I guess they used to like string bells down into the the grave and the coffin so that like if a person does wake up, they can ring the bell and hopefully, um, you know, they'll get them out in time. <laughs> that's so fucked up. But yeah, that's honestly a big fear of mine. But I guess technically if they were going to embalm me and all that stuff anyways, then it wouldn't matter because yeah. So we're good, I guess. We're good. Um, but yeah. This is such a fucked up conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways, but that, I mean, this is one of many things you have to think about when you're dying, when you're going to die or when a loved one is going to die. So it's like, you know, so there's that there's, you know, cremation versus burial. Um, there's also, you know, open casket, closed casket, obviously, you know, if there's going to be a viewing, which not everybody even has a viewing, because that's the thing. That's why I said, you got to talk about this stuff because, it's expensive. Like I was looking at the breakdown of a quote unquote low cost funeral and cremation and everything. Oh my God, it's still thousands of dollars. Like I think the most bare minimum thing that I saw was maybe like ended up being totaling like 1200 or something, you know, that was, that's like one of the cheapest, you know, things. And, but like, if you even want to have like a viewing even if it's a close, even a closed casket viewing, because they don't do all of the extra stuff that they would do with if it was open, that's still a lot of money. (laughs) So I was looking at the breakdown for all that. And it's like, uh, you know, like, man, it's a lot, it adds up, you wouldn't think that dying would cost so much money, but it's super fucking expensive, which is why having life insurance and, you know, a will and all that stuff is so important. So And honestly, no matter what age you are, I feel like I should, I don't even know if I have life insurance (laughs) now that I'm thinking about it, but I, you know, I feel like you should have life insurance regardless of your age. If you're old enough to the point where you're working, you're making your own decisions, whatever, I feel like you should go ahead and get life insurance. Just be careful who you put as a beneficiary because you don't want them to end up killing you for your money because that happens. So, um, anyways, spouses are the number one people to do that, by the way, don't ever get married. Okay. So yeah, I mean, getting life insurance, at the very least, writing a will and doing your um your DNR or whatever, or whatever that's called for the do not resuscitate. I don't know what the actual document's called, but, you know, saying whether or not you want 
to be resuscitated, uh, if you want them to try to bring you back to life, if something happens, I think that kind of stuff, I think it's response, it's the responsible and it's the thoughtful thing to do for your loved ones. Because, you know, when you die, assuming anybody loves you, (laughs) I'm sure somebody loves you. So when you die, your loved ones are now going to be left with the burden of, and it is a burden. Let's just be honest. It's a fucking burden. Everybody's going to be left with the burden of having to figure out what to do with you. If you don't write a will, if you don't decide whether or not you want to be resuscitated, this, that, and the other, and now everybody else is going to have to figure that out. And if you're married, that first thing's going to be up to your spouse. And now all the pressure is going to be on them because your whole family is going to be looking at them you know, glaring at them like, oh, you better do what we want you to do. And that's going to be a whole thing. You see it all the time. And like, just in general, like if you don't already have things planned out, your family is going to have to figure it out. And if it's only a couple of people, then I mean, that's hard enough on one person to figure all that out. But at least it's like, oh, one or two people make a decision, boom. But when you got multiple people who want to make decisions, now all of a sudden you got to fucking fight. Now all of a sudden you got drama. Everybody wants to put their opinion in, but not everybody wants to put money in, but everybody wants to put their opinion in. So it's like, that is the worst. Like that is the absolute worst when somebody dies, somebody that you love dies. And not only do you not know what to do because you didn't know their wishes, their last wishes, but you also don't have the money to take care of it. And now you're trying to put up a GoFundMe and you're trying to get donations and figure out how the fuck you're going to, you know, pay for everything. Because, of course, we want our loved ones to go out with dignity and respect. And, you know, that's expensive in this country. <laughs> that's expensive in this world. So, you know, anyway, if you take nothing else from this episode, Take the fact that, one, you as an individual should write a will, a living will. And, you know, if you have money that you might want to give to somebody after, set up a trust account. Do all those things. Get your finances. I mean, get all that stuff in order, especially if you're married, if you have kids, this, that, and the other. You want to make sure that that stuff is taken care of so that when that day comes that you do die, your loved ones don't have to, like, you know figure out what the fuck to do. Okay. So try to get that shit taken care of guys. It's important. And if you do have a loved one, whether it's your mother, your father, your grandparents, somebody else that might be terminally ill, it is a really difficult discussion. It is a really hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to think about. Nobody wants to think about it, but the sooner you do it and take care of the, the legal side of things and the financial side of things the better because if you wait until the last minute when that person dies and you don't have any of this planned it is going to be a thousand times worse because on top of having to grieve for that person and go through all those emotions now you're having to figure out how the fuck are we going to pay for this that and the other so i'm telling you guys <laughs> plan and this is why people don't like virgos people don't like virgos because we you know we're know-it-all supposedly even though we do know everything we're know-it-alls, you know, and people see us as controlling, people see us as judgmental, people see us as this, people see us as that. But at the end of the day, we get shit done. Virgos get shit done. So, you know, listen, we do the shit that other people don't want to do but have to do. You know what I'm saying? Okay, 
This has turned into a whole other discussion, but it's just the fucking truth. Okay, so you don't have to take my advice, but you should. Because every time somebody gets advice from a Virgo and they don't take the advice, they end up wishing that they would have. So mm, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, so back to dying. Um, Yeah, so when you die, you can actually donate your body to science. There's like body farms out there. Um, (laughs) That's fucking weird. But there are, you know, so like you can donate it to science in multiple ways, although I don't know that you necessarily have a choice. I mean, I guess you could have a choice of where it goes specifically. You, Yeah, you could, I guess. You could write that in your will. And as long as that organization or whatever is willing to accept your body and it's legal, I guess you can do that. Um, but, you know, you could donate it to science for like, um, you know, for a museum or so that they can study um things about the human body or you know donate it for medical purposes like I said I'm gonna donate my organs so I mean they can I guess they can take whatever I don't I'm not gonna need it when I'm dead so um yeah so I mean you can you can donate your 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 body in that way if you want to um I personally I think that that's a great option because, like I said, you don't really need your body when you die. So why not give it to somebody that's still living that could use it? You know what I mean? But anyway, that is also what goes into the decision making of like open casket or closed casket. Like, oh, well, if this person has donated their organs, especially some people donate their eyes, their skin, all that stuff. So it's like, ah, you probably don't want an open casket if that's the case. And I don't, you know what I mean? Um, Or if it's like a horrific, you know, way if they died in a horrific way and so they're all you know they don't look like themselves then obviously it's going to be a closed casket but I think some people also prefer a closed casket just because uh you know maybe it's it's uncomfortable um and I don't know maybe there's religions out there where that's like a thing where you shouldn't have an open casket or you shouldn't be I mean I'm sure that that's a thing out there or a superstition um I personally have (laughs) kissed (laughs) two dead bodies in my life maybe one okay that sounds super weird but it was at a funeral and they were in the casket and it was my like great grandfather so I was also a child I think just one I went up to the casket and I kissed him on the forehead uh super weird don't know why I did it I just it seemed like the right thing to do I think I was like I think I was probably like eight or nine I don't even know I was young Maybe, maybe I was like probably 10 or so. I think I was in middle school. So, but I was still really young and, um, yeah, I, I remember I did that. I went up and I kissed him on his forehead. So yeah, (laughs) I don't know if that's weird, but I did. And you know, definitely felt cold. He definitely felt cold. He definitely felt like he'd been on some ice, uh, before they brought him in. Um, so I guess that's a good thing. I, I don't really know, but anyways, you know, some people, and what do you guys think about that? Like, has have any of you ever been to funerals? Because I've been to two, like I said, when I was younger, when I was a kid, and they were great grandparents. Um, you know, I knew them somewhat, but, you know, I wasn't super close. I did cry at both funerals, but only because I'm a major empath. And especially at that age, I had no control over, you know, taking on other people's emotions. And, oh, my God, as soon as I saw anybody cry, I was a fucking wreck I because I just I could feel their pain so immensely it just like sent me over um and even now when I see somebody cry you sometimes it makes me makes me cry but uh I have not gone to any other funerals especially as an adult I have lost 
two friends and my great grandmother who I was very close to and my cousin and didn't go to any of those funerals. So, uh, so far I've gotten out, uh, without having to do that. Um, unfortunately when my grandma dies, uh, I will definitely be there and, uh, unless I die first, (laughs) but, um, that's going to be a rough one for me, but I, as of now, I have kind of just gone a little cold to it. And I, because like I said, I, you know, somebody's got to take care of, of shit, you know, somebody's got to take care of shit. And, uh, one of my aunts, you know, she got together a life, life insurance policy and hope, you know, we're all going to be, I guess, paying on it and everything. So hopefully we'll at least have that taken care of. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. And, uh, it's going to be a rough one though, guys, that one's going to be a rough one for me. So I try not to think about it too much because I'm going to have so much responsibility when that time comes. Um, and I don't really want to get into that. Maybe one day I will, but, uh, you know, not looking forward to it. And like I said, she, I mean, she is my rock, my grandma. I mean, she literally, she raised me for the most part and she taught me a lot and she is one of the main people that I have always looked up to. She's been so strong her whole life and like she's that person that like you look to like oh well they're gonna have the answer or whatever you know. So the thought of her not being there anymore is just honestly I I, it's something I can't fathom. Like I know that she's old as fuck uh, and I know it's gonna happen But it's just one of those things where it's like, I literally can't imagine her not being around. Like that is super, is super weird to me. So, um, you know, it's going to be rough, but I am just kind of, I've gone cold to it a little bit at the moment because I know that that's what I have to do right now, you know, just so that we can make sure things are taken care of properly. So she's given a respectable, dignified, you know, at the very least memorial service and all that good stuff. Um, cause that she deserves that. So yeah. Um, so we were discussing that earlier in a group chat and, and it was, you know, it's like, you gotta be careful about things that you say and everybody has an opinion and, and it can cause family drama and, and, you know, and that's why it's best to take care of it before the person dies so that you're not having to grieve on top of fighting with your family. And, and a lot of times, you know, when, when someone dies, especially a a matriarch or a patriarch of the family, it can often, that really does lead to fighting and the division of families and families falling apart so and a lot of times it's because people didn't prepare ahead of time and then it turns into this this whole thing everybody has an opinion of what should happen and feelings get hurt and so on and so forth so anyways like I said you guys need to stay prepared for that kind of stuff um but yeah I you know kind of going back to like how some people everybody deals with death death differently everybody mourns differently um like for instance when my so two of my friends died uh tragically of suicide supposedly um did not take either of those deaths very well at all uh it was pretty rough the first one I uh you know scream cried like you see in a movie in in the shower that one was really, really rough. And part of it was the way that I found out about it. I mean, same, same thing with the second one, but found out on Facebook with the first, the first friend. And this was a guy that I actually had somewhat of a, a thing with, it was a closer connection, you know, and 
And it was rough to hear about. Um, and I ended up actually sleeping in my car next to the ocean that night. Uh, <laughs> that's what I did to cope with it. Um, and then I went a little bit numb. I went a little bit weird about stuff for the for probably the next few weeks or so, maybe even the next month. Uh, the second friend that died in that way, I found out another another like terrible way. It was in a formation. I was in in the military at the time. It was in a group formation. And the way that the way that it was announced, it just it hit me like a ton of rocks because I had just been messaging him the night before and it was weird. It was it was one of those weird fucking Twilight Zone moments. And uh, and then when we found out how it happened, me and me and his best friend, you know, we were both in the military at the time and we we were taken to the side and, and we found out how it happened. And man, that was definitely top five. One of the worst moments of my life. Um didn't handle that one very well, but we were able see for the first, the first guy I didn't, wasn't able, he was stationed somewhere different. So I was not able to be there. Um, but luckily that, that's a weird, weird way to put it. But, uh, in a turn of events, he, his family was from the Ohio Valley area. And so I'm not gonna, you know, triangulate myself, but basically his funeral took place close enough that I was able to ask my mom to go to the funeral for me. Now, my mom didn't know him in any way, <laughs> but I, I will always be grateful to her for doing this. Her and I think one of my cousins drove to the funeral and, and went to his funeral in my presence or in my absence, um, sort of as a representative of me and our friendship. And I really appreciate her for doing that. So she did that. And then, you know, the second friend, I, de- I did not go to the funeral. Um, it was in a, in a different state uh, as well. But we did have a pretty big memorial service for him. So that was nice. And it was a nice little group of, you know, friends who we all loved him. And, you know, so that helped a little bit there. Um, and then when my, well, my grandma, my great grandma, she died before that um, in between. Wait, was it in between? No, it was actually before both of those deaths, um, 2013. And I did not go to her funeral because I was, I was in the military. I was training and it just really wasn't super feasible. Um, and yeah, so I was happy cause I was, get, I was able to talk to her on the phone, uh, probably I want to say a month or so before she died. So I was at least able to kind of talk to her. Um, and she has since visited me in dreams. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but I was not there for that funeral and I think I've been to her grave once. Um, actually I need to do that. <laughs> uh, and then my cousin, that one hit me the hardest. Cause like my grandma, like I said, she was 96 years old and I knew that she was ready. Like she, the past, there, the, um, the last few years of her life, she was starting to hit, get dementia, you know, and I knew she was ready. And, and so it was almost a relief in a way when she died, because I knew, I knew for a fact she was ready. She had said she was ready. Um, I remember waking up one night when I was still living there before I joined the military, she was, you know, or maybe it was one time when I came to visit, I don't know, but she was sitting on the side of the bed. It was the middle of the night. She was just sitting there and I, you know, I go in to check on her and she's just like, I'm just tired. Like I'm just ready. (laughs) And that was really hard to hear. Uh, but I got it at the same time. I understood. So yeah, um, that was expected, you know, 96 years old, but when my cousin died, he was actually my age now, I think. He was either, I think he was like 31, 32, something like that. Uh, and I'm not going to get into all of that, but let's just say it was a tragic and it was, you know, 
expected in some ways, unexpected in others. You know, you never expect a 31, 32 year old to die. So, and he was definitely the, he was like kind of the beloved (laughs) cousin, nephew of the family, you know, um, for everybody. He was everybody's favorite basically. And, um, so, you know, when they say when somebody dies, you know, they lit up the room and, and they were the goofy ones. They were the, he, I mean, he really was like, he had his demons for sure. Uh, but he was that person. He was the goofy one. He was the one that everybody loved being around because he always made everybody smile and, you know, and so, and we were pretty close growing up. Um, the last little bit of, you know, his life, we weren't super close just cause I was in the military and whatever, but that one hit me the hardest. Um, when I found out that he died, the night that I found out, my mom called me and I literally, well, before that, there was a post on Facebook from his sister saying like, please, you know, know, keep us in your prayers and whatever. And I didn't really know what that was about. Um, And then I had found out that he overdosed and that he was in the hospital. And then shortly after my mom called me and said that, um, that he had died. (laughs) And I... I was like, are you like, you're joking, right? Like you're, I, and I just, I literally threw my phone across the room and just started like dramatically crying. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that happened. And then I drank a bunch of vodka. Uh, And actually that week he died on a Friday, I think. And that upcoming Monday, I was actually supposed to start a new job. (laughs) I was literally starting training and everything that week. So uh, that entire week of orientation and training, I literally did not, like, I think I slept a total of not shitting you five hours in that entire week. Like, I could not sleep. I was sick to my stomach for a whole week. I was, you know, in the midst of that, I managed to create, like, two memorial videos for him. Like, because I wasn't able to attend, like, I wasn't able to see him. I wasn't able to attend the memorial service or anything because, once again, I was out of state. <laughs> so... Yeah, I wasn't able to be there for that either. Um, but I did send over two two memorial videos and stuff that they could use. Um, and I just, I was awake. I was awake all week. I went through, I honestly think I went through the cycle of grief multiple times. Like, I think I went through every every step of the cycle more than once just within that week. So... <laughs> That was a rough one. And the moral of that story is like, even though they thought it might happen at some point, they were really not thinking it was going to. And when it happened, nobody had money for anything. Everybody was scrambling. We had to, you know, start a GoFundMe. And luckily we were able to raise some funds and everything. But like, it was still a hot mess, you know, for everybody. So, oh man, that was rough. Um, But like I said, everybody handles grief differently. And so, you know, for me, when it comes to these type of situations, when it comes to emergency situations, when it comes to planning for, you know, these types of things, I tend to just freeze up. Um, Like I kind of go cold to it and I kind of numb myself in that way so that I can just handle what needs to be handled. Because unfortunately, your emotions can get the best of you and keep keep you from, you know, taking care of business. So it is what it is. And I think part of that is because of my upbringing. I grew up with uh, my mom, who is a type 1 diabetic. And back in the 90s, you know, her diabetes just was not 
taken care of as well as it as it is now and you know pumps were not a thing back then and it, it just was less regulated hers hers at least was and so she was constantly having issues going in and out of the hospital and then my brother has epilepsy so also he would have seizures really bad back then and man <laughs> honestly when I think back to that like I think my brother started having seizures when he was three or four and I'm three years older than him so right around seven or eight is when I was really having to start step in step had to start stepping in and like calling 911 and stuff like that for either when my mom something happened with her or my brother and you know my mom would be over there with my brother and I would be a literal child calling 911 and having to like stay calm and tell them what was happening and was it really traumatic and difficult? <laughs> yes, but at the same time, I'm grateful for it in a weird way because it made me stronger and it made it to where I am able to stay calm in situations like that, in in crisis situations. Um, you know, so far I have been able to, you know, and maybe that helped me in the military. I mean, I was I was never deployed, so it's not like I had to be in that type of a situation. Um, but if I had, I think I would have been good at it because because of what I had to do as a child. Um, and, you know, for instance, when me this is hard to talk about, but when me and my brother <laughs> trauma is entering the chat. So <laughs> when me and my brother got into a rollover accident uh, back in 2016, I think. Um, and it was just me and him in the car. And like I said, he has epilepsy. So there's that. And he's my younger brother. So like, I already feel this natural protective, uh, you know, feeling over him. And, um, the wreck was not my fault. We were actually kind of run off the road, but regardless, I was the one driving and I had my younger brother in the car. And in that moment, as we're going down, you know, the side of the road, flipping, don't know even know how many times we flipped and we landed upside down and the moment that we landed upside down obviously as I was as the car was you know running off the side of the road and flipping and everything I had no idea what to do I think I might have blacked out partially I'm not even joking I might have blacked out (laughs) but as soon as we landed and by the way we got super lucky somebody talk about life after death I don't know who's up there, but somebody was fucking looking over us because even the paramedics and everybody said we were lucky because we literally landed upside down right next to a fence. And I know we landed next to a fence because I'll get to that part, but upside down. And they said we were super fucking lucky because my brother had a seizure, but that was to be expected. Like he can't even really get on certain rides because of his seizures. So it was, it was obvious that that was going to happen because of, you know, all the jarring and everything. Um, but beyond that, he had a few scratches on his knees from the dashboard. That's it. He was fine. Me, I had zero injuries. Now I do think I got a little bit of a neck injury because basically we ended upside down and I instantly went into survival mode of the first thought in my head was, oh my God, what if the car catches on fire? So that was my first thought of, we have to get the fuck out of this car. And um, luckily the way that we landed, and I think what saved our lives is the fact that it was an SUV. It was like, uh, it was an Xterra um, and they're a decent size. Um, I think it was because of the way that the car was made. I honestly think that that had a lot to do with why we didn't get more seriously injured. Um, Regardless, I was thinking, oh, the car, like the car is going to catch on fire. So I 
dropped out of my seatbelt, which I think probably hurt my neck because I definitely had some sort of a neck injury after. Regardless, that happened. And then I got my brother out of his seatbelt. And but before I got him out, I crawled to the back and I was trying to get out. And the first door I went to didn't open. Panic sets in. (laughs) Panic set in for sure. But I took a deep breath and I went over to the next door and thank the good Lord out there, whoever it is, the door opened. So the door opened and as soon as the door opened, I was like, all right, I got my brother out of the seatbelt, told him to get out the car because my thing was, God forbid, what if this car sets on fire? So I got him out of the car. I'm, he's out. I'm sitting there trying to gather up my stuff in my purse before I get out of the car and he says he's coming to help us. Okay, guys, so this is turning into a whole different discussion. I just want y'all to know I smoked a little wacky tobacco before I started. So I apologize. And also, you're welcome for the entertainment. Um, Anyways, yeah, so he said that. And basically what happened is a guy was riding my tail, uh, slow lane, fast lane. We were in the slow lane, already going 80 at least. And the guy was riding my ass instead of just getting over. So I brake checked him. And when I brake checked him, that apparently sent him into a rage. And he went over to the, the, the left lane. And instead of just passing us or whatever, he literally cut me off. Uh, he, his car wasn't even fully in front of mine. Like I, if I would have hit him, I would have essentially hit the back end of it, like the, the back end of the passenger side of his car or something along those lines. And so in that moment, I, like I said, you know, you like to think that you know what you do in that situation because hindsight's twenty twenty. I think, oh, I probably should have just hit him. Uh, but in that moment, I thought, oh, no, like, I can't, I don't want to hit this dude. And obviously, it was a split second. I mean, a split fucking second for me to make this decision. And in that moment, I'm thinking, there's a bunch of cars behind us. Like, this could cause a pileup. It could be worse. And I didn't want, I was trying to stop there from being an accident. So I decided, let me try to swerve around him. Well, when I did that, I don't know if my body just froze up and my foot was just on the gas or I don't know what fucking happened or if it's because I was already going 80 or over. But when I swerved around him, my car went right into the, the grass and the the, uh, bu- the bushes, whatever it's called. Um, and honestly, I felt like my foot was just on the gas. I don't know if I ever even took my foot off the gas if I'm being on. I have no idea because like I said, I feel like I blacked out. I remember when we first went off the road and I saw us going through some bushes. And then after that, I don't really remember anything until we were upside down. I remember thinking about my brother and I think I asked him if he was okay or said it was going to be okay. And then I just remember us being upside down. <laughs> so in between all that, I'm not entirely sure. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, because here's the thing, I have PTSD from this wreck. And in that moment, I tried to pursue him criminally, but they told me that, well, like the cops told me this. And then the lawyers didn't even try to pursue the case because they said they had no way of proving it because I thought he did it on purpose because because he had been tailing me and because of the way that he cut me off, I thought he had been, I thought he did it on purpose and I was legitimately trying to pursue him criminally. Um, and I even told the cops that when the, were there on the scene and like, they basically told me that because I didn't hit him, there was no proof that he was there. Like there's no tire marks. There was nothing to prove that he was the one that caused it. So if I had hit him, 
I could at least have proof that that happened. But who knows? It could have been worse. You know, I don't know. But to bring you back to when my brother got out of the car, he got out and my brother also has special needs. So on top of the epilepsy. So um, he got out of the car. He said he's coming over to help us. And in my mind, in that survival mode, I instantly was thinking, oh my God, it's the guy that ran us off the road. And I legitimately thought he was <laughs> as crazy as this might sound, you guys. Sorry, but unless you've been in this situation, don't fucking judge me. I legit thought, oh my God, he's coming to finish us off. Like I, cause I literally thought he did it on purpose because it just, there was no reason for him to have done what he did. And whether he, whether it was a situation where he was intentionally following us and he was intentionally, he was like this fucking psycho on the road trying to run somebody off the road, or if it was just a fit of road rage and he cut me off or whatever, regardless, I thought he did it on purpose. And in that moment I turned into like, like fucking tiger mode of like protecting my brother and protecting me. And I thought he was coming over to finish us off. I swear to God. So I had a hunting knife in my purse that I like, I have a gun now, but like back then I didn't. And I just, I always felt more comfortable carrying some sort of a weapon with me when, especially if I'm going cross state lines and everything. So I had that with me. Um, in my purse and I got out of the car and I was like waving this thing like get away from us get away from us I was and if that's illegal scratch that out I didn't say that but nobody was injured I was just trying to defend myself chill so I had that and I'm like get the fuck away from us because I think I I want to say that when he either when he was behind me or when he got went around me I like saw him in the car so I like a lot of it's blurry, but I want to say I saw him before we wrecked. So I think when I saw the person, I like knew it was him and it scared me. And I thought I legitimately in that moment, like looking back, he was probably looking back. He was probably the person that called whoever that guy was that was coming to help us was probably the person that called the ambulance, called the police and everything. Um, and maybe he was just coming to legit try to help us. Um, I don't know, but like there are cycles in the world and I listen to true crime podcasts all the time. So my brain was thinking he's coming to fucking finish us off or something. I don't know. Like, so I got out, I'm cussing at him. I'm yelling at him and telling him to get the fuck away from us, get the fuck away. And then he kind of starts like laughing or smirking, which really triggered me. And, and you know, in all reality, it could have just been like a defense mechanism. Like he's laughing, like you're fucking crazy. Like, but to me, it was like a, <laughs> like yeah I am coming you know what I mean so whoo I was freaking the fuck out and uh shortly after that like pr- I mean probably within 30 seconds or so because somebody had already called the- called 911 the cops were pulling up and everything and he starts walking back that way and I of course put the knife away because I was like I don't need to have a knife out when they come over so you know they came over they got us taken care of. They took me and my brother, you know, to the hospital and all that. And and we were fine. Thank God we were fine. Um, but in that moment, I legit thought this dude was trying to kill us. And I actually have PTSD from that. Like been diagnosed finally (laughs) after, uh, five, six years, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the PTSD from that, what, you know, I basically, I lost my job that I had had for seven, the, when I first job I got out of the military, had it for about seven months. 
I mentally could not handle it. I literally walked out in the middle of serving a customer and yeah. And then I had multiple jobs after that, that I kept quitting because my anxiety was so bad. And then, um, yeah. So when I was driving, it also caused road rage and I was so paranoid because I thought he had been following us and tailing us. And I thought he ran us off the road intentionally. And just the way that it all happened in my stupid little brain, I was thinking that he was doing it on purpose. So after the wreck, anytime somebody followed me too closely or followed me for too long, I got paranoid that they were trying to do something to me, that they were trying to hurt me. So like there were a few times that somebody had been following me for longer than I, than I wanted. And so I would make certain turns to see if they would follow me. And like, I was fucking nutso back then when it first happened, like it really fucked me up. So anyway, I don't even know how the fuck I got to this topic. Like, I legit don't know how I got here to (laughs) me getting into a wreck. Oh, oh, now I know. Connecting the dots. Because I was talking about... Listen, here's the thing. I have ADHD on top of a lot of other mental illnesses. And I legit don't know how to tell a story without telling multiple other side stories in between. And they all make sense. Like, if you look at the whole picture, it makes sense. But... In, in the midst of it, I feel like people get lost. And sometimes I do too. But the reason I brought up the wreck is because I was saying <laughs> how in times of crisis and emergency, I like just fucking go cold. I numb my emotions and I just instantly go into survival mode of like, let's fix this. Let's get, let's get this done. And I think that that's an amazing skill to have. You know, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. So (laughs) anyway, listen, guys, um, what were we talking about? So we were talking about death and dying and all that stuff. So basically, you know, I've said all I need to say as far as like taking care of things beforehand, so on and so forth. Um, The other thing is just like with life insurance, like be careful with that shit, because like I said, I mean, listen spouses kill their spouses all the time for life insurance like if your spouse just all of a sudden randomly take out life insurance on you or some shit like just be skeptical about that just a little bit um that's why it's always important too for their and this is I told my aunt I told the rest of my family when it comes to my grandma's life insurance policy there should always be at least two beneficiaries um because for one thing, there's multiple reasons. Like if the other, if one of the people died, the the money will go to the other person or whatever. So you just want to set up, you know, make sure that like there's a plan B. Um, and I'm sure that there's other good reasons for having more than one beneficiary. But one of the reasons is, is life insurance fraud. Like if 100% of the money is going to just one person, like, I mean... You you got to be careful with that shit. I'm just all I'm saying. Like, don't don't let somebody take out a life insurance policy on you and, you know, have 100% of the money going to them and this and that. That's why it's important to have a will and all these things. So that it's like, okay, if you want to kill me, sure, but you ain't getting a cent out of it. <laughs> okay. So anyways, <laughs> it's just, I told y'all I listen to true crime podcasts all the time. And I'm just telling you, shit like that happens all the time, more often than it should. Um, but it does happen. So yeah but I guess we can like stop talking about the morbid shit and talk about the more spiritual side of things um 
I mean, once again, this is something that I'm probably going to go on my Instagram and like maybe put up some questions. Maybe in the next episode, I'll, I'll maybe I'll put out some questions to you guys. And if I get enough opinions on things, I will. My next episode will be me like, you know, reading those questions and the responses that I get and then maybe putting in some commentary on that. And I think that that sounds super fun. Um, and I think it sounds more fun than just me sitting here just talking about bullshit. So I, the more participation I can get from y'all, the better, okay, for me and for you. So let, help help me help you, all right? So anyway, I want to kind of know, like, what do you guys think? What do you guys think happens when we die? Like, I, I personally, I think that my beliefs have changed over the years, but I personally do believe in reincarnation in so, on some level. And hear me out. Okay, first of all, reincarnation is a belief in at least one religion. Um, (laughs) There's religions that don't believe in it. That's fine. The reason that I think it makes the most sense is because it also, uh, it matches science the most. Like it, that was a weird way to say that, but it aligns with science the most in the sense that like, oh, energy can neither be created nor destroyed, that kind of shit, like physics, like you know, the fact that like energy is just this ongoing thing. And so, and we know that like when our bodies, when our bodies decay, you know, even if we're ash, if we're cremated, still that's going somewhere, right? It's still matter. It's still energy and it's going somewhere. It's being recycled in the universe in some kind of way. We know that as a fact, supposedly, (laughs) I mean, it's like a theory, but I think, or a law, I don't remember whatever they find new shit out all the time in science but it's what we seem to know about our our body about energy about matter so that makes the most sense when it comes to like what happens to our souls it makes the most sense that like reincarnation because okay if our bodies that we use our entire lives are going to be reincarnated recycled in some kind of a way become a different part of the earth why wouldn't our souls also, right? I I don't know. To me, that makes a lot of sense. And then there's so much that goes into it. You have like the Akashic records, you've got past life memories that is very controversial for obvious reasons, because there's no real scientific way currently to confirm or deny whether uh, past life uh, memories are even a real thing, or if it's something that's just being suggested to the person, like in hypnosis or whatever. So your mind is such a unique place. Uh, even the most intelligent scientists out there do not really understand the mind at all. Like they do in a way, but they really don't at the same time. So there's just so much we don't even know about the human mind. So it's like, how can anyone really know, right? How can anyone really know that supposedly we're only accessing like a very small percentage of our brain's power, our brain's capability. And to me, that in of itself says that we have a soul of some sort. Like, regardless of whether you're religious or you're spiritual, you just believe in evolution, you believe in the Big Bang Theory, the Big Bang Theory, for instance, uh, don't quote me, been a long time since I've been in a science class, but essentially that we came from like a speck of dust in the universe that somehow expanded uh, into a star, into whatever, into a blah, 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 and here we are today, okay? But my thing is, where did that come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
oh, people who are like like stone cold atheists and they just believe in science and they just believe, oh yeah, we life just happened. That doesn't literally make any sense. There has to be something for there to be nothing. You know what I mean? Like you can't have nothing without something. <laughs> because nothing in and of itself is something, right? Right? So how do we just we just came out of nowhere, but what what was nowhere? Like <laughs> what was nowhere, right? Okay, exactly. It's hard to think about. So I personally believe whatever it is that you believe in that's out there, whether it's God, whether it's Jesus, whether it's Buddha, whether it's Allah, whether it's the fucking devil, whether it's uh some other sort of just mother nature, Gaia, you know, I don't care what your God's name is or if you have a God or not. There is fucking something. There's something out there greater than us. And it could just be like fucking aliens. Uh, It could be aliens. We could be in a simulation right now. Hate that theory. Don't like that one. But we could be. Because honestly, I played The Sims a lot when I was a kid. I loved that game. And sometimes me and my friends were assholes to The Sims. I usually like to take care of them. But sometimes they got on my nerves and, you know... So I I do wonder sometimes if there's just not a more intelligent being up there and we're just like in like a fucking simulation. Who really knows? I try not to think about those things too much because they trip me out so much. Existential crises, crises, crises are not for the weak minded. Uh, and I I wouldn't consul- consider myself weak minded, but um, there's a crack somewhere in there and we don't want to poke at it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so... Yeah, I try not to go down that rabbit hole too much, but I do think about it. I do think about it. And so basically what I'm saying is I believe in something. I believe that we go somewhere, something happens. I do believe that we have souls or we have spirits. We have some sort of conscious being in us. We have a, whether it's a computer chip or it's a, I don't even know what you want to call that technologically. Uh, But you know what I'm saying? Like whether it's whatever it is, there is something intelligent and sentient. Is that the word? I think in our bodies, in this fucking flesh suit that definitely is intelligent, even after our bodies decay. I a thousand percent believe that. I don't know where it goes. I don't know what it does. I don't know, but I believe that it exists because how could we be having these conversations? How could we be doing the things that we're doing and thinking of the things that we're thinking of and so on and so forth, if we are not that. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe that even animals have souls. Do I believe that plants have souls? I honestly, I don't know. I think it's possible. I I would say it's possible that any living creature has, any living thing has souls. So I don't know that for sure. But like I said, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So maybe when I die, I turn into like fucking tree or maybe a cockroach. Who knows? You know what I mean? But if that's my soul going into that body, then then that cockroach has a soul now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm just I'm just saying it's a possibility. Obviously, nobody fucking knows. But um, yeah, I believe that we have souls uh, where they go, what they do after we die. I don't know. One of the major reasons that I believe in reincarnation and I always have is when I was a kid, from like the ages of like three to five-ish, I think. I was very, very young. Very young. And I was having this reoccurring dream to the point where like I asked, I said something to my mom about it because I didn't understand why I kept having it. And uh, basically, I'm up in the sky. 
like up, up, up in the clouds. I'm in front of this big, I think, colonial style, like Greek or Greek. You know what I'm saying? The one the like looks like the White House. Big white building, tall columns, all that. Four, nine, five. What are these? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> what is like? What do they say? All the. Anyways, it had all the bells and whistles. So I'm in front of this large building up in the clouds and it felt like home. Like it felt like home and I was getting ready to like go into the building. I wanted to go in and then all of a sudden this being comes from above me. And I remember I'm already in the sky and there's this winged creature. I think it was a male. Uh, I mean, it looked like essentially what you would consider an angel to look like, um, and I think I knew the the being. I think I knew who they were. Like, I knew them well. Um, and I wasn't afraid of them. But they were trying to get... He was trying to get me to go with him. I don't know if it had gender. It seemed male. But he was trying to get me to go with him. But I did not want to go with him. I really didn't. I really wanted to go into the building. Um, but he, he was like... You know, he wouldn't let go of the idea. He was like, come with me. Come with me. And... Uh, I basically had no choice. He he reached his hand out and then I would wake up. And to me, even as a young child, I recognize this as my soul coming to this earth. So I don't know. I And I've held on to that dream my whole life. So to me, that is that moment that I had as a child that was like, oh, like this is all real. Like God is real. Heaven's real or something. There's something out there. My soul is real. And ever since I was a young kid, I've been very drawn to God. I've, I wanted to go to church. I wanted to, I wanted to be involved. I wanted to be as close to God as I could be, um, you know. And so I, I went through all of that. You know, I would go to church any chance I got. So I ended up going to a bunch of different, you know, denominations of churches. And um, I willingly got baptized in a Christian church when I was in high school. But I also, after that, I was studying Buddhism with one of my neighbors who was a Buddhist. Um, and then from then my, my spiritual beliefs sort of evolved or devolved depending on who you ask. And now, you know, I am who I am. And if you followed my Instagram page long enough, you probably have a general idea. So, but basically no matter what religion I, you know, was studying at the time or, or what I was calling God, um, I have always felt extremely close and extremely drawn to a higher power. Um, and I think it's because of that dream and maybe there's other reasons, but it's mainly that. So I definitely believe in something. I don't know what it is. I don't No, Nobody fucking knows. Like we really don't. We can pretend like we do. We can be high and mighty, self-righteous, but at the end of the, end of, at the end of the day, none of us actually fucking know. So just shut the fuck up. Okay. I said, I said what I said. You heard it here first. Um, you know, so there's that. But I do 100% believe that there's something. Now, Buddhists, specifically Nietzsche and Buddhism is what I was studying. And I didn't study it for that long. So, you know, don't yell at me if I say something wrong. But my neighbors, um, they were practicing Buddhists my entire life. And I, you know, so I trusted in them. I went to their um, temple a few times, studied with them. Uh, for what I know, Buddhists, there's different denominations of Buddhism as well. And from what I know, in general, they believe in, um, I think Nirvana is what would be considered their heaven. But I think Buddhists don't actually believe in a heaven like afterlife. They more so believe in like a heaven on earth. Like you can attain heaven while you're alive. Like there's a way to do that. Um, 
and they believe in karma and all these other things. Obviously, Christians believe in a heaven or hell. Catholics believe also in a purgatory, which is, you know, literally just the place that you go to, limbo. You know, I guess before, you know, I think I don't fully know exactly the details, but like purgatory is essentially where the souls would go when it hasn't been determined whether they go to heaven or hell or something along those lines. I don't fucking know. Um, And which personally, I feel like limbo might be worse than hell because imagine you're just sitting there and you don't know for sure if you're going to go to heaven or hell. That's got like because they do say that like the anticipation is worse than the actual thing. So I'm just saying, (laughs) but I, I just for future reference, I don't want to go to hell, God. So, like, yeah. Anyways, um, so, yeah, you got that. And then, you know, you have people that don't, you know, I think Islam and Judaism, they're both Abrahamic religions, just like Christianity. So they stem from Abraham. And then, uh, like, Islam and Ju- Judaism, they both believe in Jesus, but they believe in him as a prophet, I believe as to where Christianity believes he's like the savior, the son of God. So that's like probably the main difference between the three religions, but obviously there's multiple other differences. But anyways, um, but they do believe in Jesus, um, but they believe, you know, a, a lot of religions believe in a hell. A lot of religions believe in some form of heaven. They believe that there's, you know, they have different beliefs in how you get there, um, you know, but uh yeah and then obviously there's religions that don't believe in that at all um and then you got spirituality which is a whole other thing you got you know stone cold atheists that don't believe in a heaven they don't believe in an afterlife at all they believe we just kind of disintegrate and turn into the earth and that's it um you know there's people that don't believe in souls uh, and then there's people who are agnostic who are just kind of like you know what i don't fucking know anything and i'm i'm kind of open to whatever cuz i don't really know which they're the most reasonable people, obviously. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I just had to stop to tell you guys that I got an Amazon package today, and uh, I haven't ordered anything on Amazon. But honestly, knowing me, I could have ordered something and completely forgot about it. But I was like, every time, this is how paranoid and fucked up in the head I am. Anytime I get like a package that I'm not expecting, I think it's gonna be a bomb or like like poison, like arsenic or something. I swear to God, I listen, mental illness poster child right here but I got a package today and I was like what the fuck did I order like I don't think I ordered anything so as I just opened it I covered my face like my mouth and my eyes just in case <laughs> I fucking know but it was a huge bag of rising chocolates by the way fucking delicious one of my favorite kinds um and there was a little note that the guy that I'm uh currently dating on and off ish a little bit Uh, He sent me this fucking fat ass bag of chocolate because he knew that I liked it. Um, He was like, just a little something to let you know. Oh, my God. I want to almost throw up in my mouth when I opened it. Like, but I'm also excited because I love this chocolate. But also I need to lose weight because my cholesterol is high. My blood pressure is high. And also I haven't gone to the dentist in over a year. So I'm kind of scared to eat this chocolate. Um, So anyways. Yeah, but I just had to tell you guys because I just I was honestly like, oh, this might be it. It's kind of funny that we're talking about death and everything because what if I die now? Yeah, so <laughs> luckily it was just a bag of chocolate, which could also kill me probably sooner. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, what the fuck was I even saying? I don't know before I was rudely interrupted by that fucking package. Um... Oh, yeah. 
we were talking about where we're going and stuff like that. Also, we're past an hour at this point, and if you guys are still listening, y'all need to find a fucking hobby, because I honestly don't even know what the fuck I've said in the past hour. Good luck. I do know I've talked to a couple of you guys. I know some people enjoy my voice because they think it's soothing. Some of you are just fucking freaks, and I know you're dilly and your dally while you listen to me talk that's fine i'm here to entertain i'm here for you and i know some of you just legit i legit have somebody say she likes to smoke (laughs) honestly one of the best compliments i've ever gotten shout out she said she likes to smoke and listen to me sometimes like it's just like a relaxing thing i love that because i also get it like i said i think i said before i sometimes i listen to asmr to go to sleep and like i do like listening to podcasts where people are just like bullshitting sometimes because it's just nice. It's the same reason that I like to watch reality TV and some people knock, will knock you for that, like judge you for that. But it's like, no, the reason that I like watching it is because it's so dumb and I can just turn my brain off and not have to think about anything serious. I can just, it's mindless entertainment. And for somebody like me, my brain is constantly going about one thing or the other. So it's nice to just like, disassociate for a little bit and listen to somebody bullshit you know what i'm saying so i think that's probably what some of you get out of this because you're most certainly not getting anything else out of it so (laughs) but if i can join you on your car rides or while you're cleaning your house or you're sitting at work or you're just smoking a bowl like if i can join you during those moments and help you get through those moments i love that you know and like i said I don't think I necessarily have the gift of gab, but what I will say is I have very interesting conversations with myself and I figured what the hell, let me hit the record button, see if anybody else is interested. And if you're not, it is what it is. Like I'm going to be talking to myself regardless. So it's not really, it, it doesn't really put me at a disadvantage in either way. So yeah, I said all that to say that like, if you're still listening, thank you. Uh, but I'm also a little concerned for you. So um, honestly, I think what I'm going to do is wrap it up here because I don't know how much more energy I have. I don't know how much more gas I have left in the tank tonight. So the goal here is I'm going to put this episode out, get your wheels turning a little bit. I'm going to post some questions on my Instagram story. Follow me at the goofy witch bit. That's T-H-E. Wait, T-H-E-G-O-O-F-Y, excuse me, which, W-I-T-C-H, and then B-I-H-H. You'll figure it out. Go follow me on there. I'm going to post questions. I need you guys to participate so that we can actually make this happen. So, yeah, I'm going to post questions about, you know, death and dying and, and the afterlife and all that bullshit, religion, so on and so forth. Please, 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 please participate. Like I said, it's going to be fucking anonymous. Nobody's going to know that you said what you said unless you want them to. Then, of course, we can do that. Um, this is what I want to do in between me figuring out whether I'm going to continue with this podcast and actually have guests on at some point, which is the ultimate goal if if I get there eventually. So, But in in the meantime, I think this is a great way to get like audience participation, make every episode a little bit more interesting. Maybe I'll do like a little segment in each episode where I dedicate that to reading the answers to these questions. And what would be even super funner, super more fun? Okay, would it be if like some episodes like we'll have a certain topic, I'll ask you guys questions, we'll answer those questions 
on the episode and I will have commentary on them. And then sometimes maybe I'll try to have a guest on those episodes and they can also comment on what you guys talk about. I think that that would be a super dope way to even further grow this community that I have grown on my Instagram page. And I love interacting with you guys anyways on there. I've met a lot of cool people and I think that this would be a super fun way to take that and make it more public. So because like I have those interactions, I have those one on one connections with people, but I would love to take it to where you guys can sort of interact with one another as well in some in one way or the other. You know, I think that that would be super cool. So um, yeah, but like I said, I need your participation. I need your feedback. I need your participation in order for me to make this work, because when it feels like I'm just it's hard enough to stay motivated to do this as it is. But when I feel like it's like I'm just talking to myself and nobody gives a fuck, it makes it that much harder for me to stay motivated to put out episodes. So if you guys could please, I'm currently only on SoundCloud, but it is a free app. Anybody with a smartphone can download it. To my knowledge, it's free. So it doesn't matter if you have an Android or an iPhone. You can download SoundCloud. I know you already probably have a million fucking apps on your phone. One more is not going to fucking hurt you. Download SoundCloud. Find me on here. Funny, helpful, relatable podcast. Obviously, I'm going to post that on my Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, follow follow the show on SoundCloud. Like and comment on there. That'll help it grow more. Um And then on Instagram, when I post these questions, if you could please participate (laughs) so we can add those to uh, to the to the future episodes. And not only that, but like when I ask for feedback, guys, please give me your feedback, even if it's not good. Okay, I mean, be gentle. I, I, I see I come off as a bitch, but I'm real sensitive on the inside. Your girl's sensitive on the inside. So be gentle. But even if you have like constructive criticism, just tell me, you know, it might hurt my feelings, but I'll get over it. As long as you're not a dick about it, we're cool. Just, you know, if you listen and you have constructive criticism, please tell me. And if you actually like the podcast, please tell me, because like I said, it's going to give me more motivation to actually put out content. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, okay, guys, well, uh, this episode did not exactly go how I was planning but actually I'm kind of it makes sense I kind of knew it was going to end up like this talked about all kinds of shit that had nothing to do with what I was going to talk about in the first place the last thing I wanted to say to you guys is um happy valentine's day um you know if you're lonely I mean listen we all are okay even people in relationships nine times out of ten are lonely so it's you know we we are born alone and we'll die alone so there's that (laughs) i'm sorry okay guys i love you 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 see you next time bye